0: The CPA Education Foundation and CPA Alberta were saddened to learn of the recent passing of Brian Heshey, FCPA, FCA. Over the course of his remarkable career, Brian brought distinction to the profession and what it stands for. His passing is a loss for the profession and the province. Brian earned a reputation as a business leader, an educator, a writer, and a passionate supporter of youth. He believed that education is the key to success in careers and in life. In his service to the CPA Education Foundation, he proved to be an engaging storyteller and compassionate listener. In 2018, Brian donated $1 million to the foundation, a historic gift that made possible the creation of the Heshi CPA Knowledge Center, including the Straight from the CPA's Mouth podcast. For his lifetime of service to the CPA profession and the province, Brian was honored with CPA Alberta's Lifetime Achievement Award in 2017 and the CPA Education Foundation's Impact Award in 2019. On behalf of all Alberta CPAs, we extend our heartfelt condolences to Brian's wonderful family and his wide network of friends and colleagues. While his kindness, warmth, and humor will be missed by all, he has left a legacy that will resonate throughout the province for decades to come. Welcome to Straight from the CPA's Mel, your connection to the Heshi CPA Knowledge Centre, Alberta CPAs, and business professionals. This podcast, presented by the CPA Education Foundation— features Alberta chartered professional accountants and others sharing their expertise and insights on a wide range of topics. Tune in regularly for eye-opening looks on leadership, business, education, and many issues of the day, straight from the CPA's mouth. Before we begin, in honor of the 94 calls to action put forth by the Truth and Reconciliation Commission of Canada, we'd like to acknowledge that CPA education foundation offices are situated on the traditional treaty 6 and treaty 7 territories the foundation acknowledges that we reside on traditional and ancestral territories of many indigenous first nations metis and inuit peoples their histories and culture influence our community to this day the cpa education foundation is committed to helping build a province where indigenous peoples and their voices and experiences are heard valued, respected, and celebrated. Welcome back to another episode of Straight from the CPA's Mouth. My name is Nikkei Fabie with the CPA Education Foundation, and I'll be your host for this episode. In 2019, CPA Alberta celebrated the 70th anniversary of the first woman to receive an accounting designation. Her name was Dorothy Reed. Fast forward to 2022, and women CPAs make up 45% of the profession in Alberta. According to the global nonprofit organization Catalyst, as of the 2016 Canadian Census, women made up over 50% of all auditors, accountants, and investment professionals. Joining me today via Zoom is Betty Ma, CPA CMA, Manager, Private Loan Servicing at AIMCO. Betty is also a committee member of Edmonton Women in Finance, a nonprofit organization that connects, coaches, and advocates for women within the finance industry. Let's hear Betty's journey as a finance professional straight from the CPA's mouth. Betty, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Hi, Nikkei. Thank you for your introduction, and thank you for inviting me to the show. Dorothy Reed received her designation in 1949. That was 72
0: years ago. Wow. That's definitely a bit of an update from what we had. So thank you so much for sharing. And we're so happy to have you here. So I just want to dive right in. Um, What motivated you to pursue your CPA designation?
1: Well, going through school in the K to 12 years, I didn't know what I wanted to do or have any leanings towards anything like many folks. I ended up taking a bookkeeping course in school. And here I'm dating myself it was all manual and paper based oh wow but amazingly yes everything reconciled and having everything balance out and make sense was just this revelation this creation of calm from chaos so that is how i began my path to accounting and i never looked back then en route i discovered there was a goal a designation and that goal provided direction i later realized the CPA designation opened doors beyond
0: numbers. That's fantastic. Um, You had mentioned that you never looked back, so you never had a point in time where you kind of questioned, oh, is this the right path, or you just immediately fell in love um, with the profession? I, I could say I fell in love with it. I think it was just because everything
1: balanced and reconciled, and perhaps many... Other accounting types can attest to this. When things make sense and you have a chaotic mind, it's just
0: calming. That's great. Um, So in your current role, you've been provided with an opportunity to create um, a new team that specializes in investment functions for private mortgage pools. Um, So what have been some highlights in creating this new team uh, and portfolio?
1: First of all, um, I think we chatted about opening doors just a moment ago. So I wanted to point out that the team and the function itself is not strictly accounting for investments, but it also provides support to portfolio managers that invest in commercial mortgages. We work on things like mortgage due diligence to place mortgages and work through items like legal reports, leases, environmental reports, property condition, insurance documents. So it's not just accounting and finance. It's not just numbers. But I think you asked me about the highlights, didn't you?
0: Yeah, exactly. So, what have been some of the highlights about this new team in the portfolio?
1: Well, the highlight would be I began in this area further back in asset management, more specifically in commercial real estate. And from that, I got involved and was exposed to and grew into commercial mortgage lending and servicing. That area was really quite enjoyable and it was different and beyond the numbers. So the opportunity to set this up at AIMCO was a highlight. An ongoing highlight has been working with really talented people and different teams at AIMCO. Another highlight, if I could throw this in, would be staffing the team with the members to fill out the group and knowing that this initiative was, uh, that I was part of this initiative to save $900,000
0: annually. Wow. On the flip side um, of some of the highlights, has there been any challenges of creating a new team? Challenges.
1: Yes, I would
0: say that the aggressive time frame I set for
1: myself to get this project completed was challenging. It was three months to pull in one third of the loans and then another three, so six to pull in the remainder. And that included getting procedures into place at a large organization like AIMCO. But nine months in, the project was complete and we had a fully staffed team. Another challenge would have been figuring out how a large organization like AIMCO worked and the various teams versus or compared to the smaller company that I came from. There's still so much to learn about the organization and it never ends. So that is just a good and continuing challenge, actually.
0: Mm hmm do you have any um, advice for individuals who are working on new projects or starting new teams? I know you had mentioned that you had about three months to kind of get everything together and um, some things secured. So I guess, how do you, um, how did you keep your staff that you had motivated and how did you yourself stay motivated with such a large goal? I think uh, I focused on the end goal,
1: but at the same time, you always have to take the little steps and watch for those. So those small successes towards reaching your goal, keep you motivated and focused. Advice for people uh, would be, and myself, always ask questions or clarify what you heard and understood. Don't be afraid to, if it helps, phrase it in such a way that makes you feel better if you're worried. For example, I would ask you, or I'd start out by saying to you, Nikkei, I want to clarify or confirm if I understood this correctly and then dive into it. If that makes
0: you feel better to put it that way, ask it that way. Mm -hmm. No, that's really great advice. I think it's important, you know, regardless of where you're working or position you're in, always remain curious and ask lots of questions because that's how you learn.
1: Yes. I would also suggest to always double check your work whether it's numbers or grammar, because your work represents you. So I want to emphasize that. It's not just something you read or hear about. In the real world, it matters. And the other comment I would make is if you have the capacity, step up and offer to take on more or new things, because that's how you learn, and that's what makes you valuable. Specifically beneficial to me, I would say, saying yes all the time which is in a way bad as well. And I'll caution everyone with that. You can always say, yes, I'm one of those. Yes, sure. I'll do it for you. But the caution is you've now committed to something and you might end up putting in a lot more time and effort to it. But if you commit to it, you better do it. So I'll throw that one out with caution.
0: (laughs) Keep your word. (laughs) I do like that advice, though, about, you know, saying yes to things. I know I would mentioned in a previous episode way back, might have been season two, but I read a book, it was by Shonda Rhimes, called The Year of Yes. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but she talks about her journey of saying yes to everything that made her uncomfortable or potentially scared her for an entire year. And then it just walks through some of the benefits and the lessons that she learned uh, by stepping outside of her comfort zone. So what you've said is really good advice. That sounds good. With the book again, it's Say Yes to Everything? It's called The Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes. So she's the one who wrote... Uh, Oh, goodness. She wrote How to Get Away with Murder and Scandal. Those are two shows that she uh, wrote. Thank you. I'll make a note of that. It sounds really interesting. Mm -hmm. So you had given some advice to individuals who are working on new projects, uh, but what advice was beneficial to you during that process?
1: If I can go back to it, it would be uh, something you touched on and the self-advice. You commit to something, then... You better do it or you better have a darn good reason. Not an excuse, but a reason as to why it's not getting done or why it uh, might have a reason to be delayed. But always uh, step up there and don't be afraid. If you commit to something and you cannot do it, don't be afraid to step up there and be vulnerable and say, I need more time or I can't do this. So be honest.
0: Mm -hmm. That's so right. It's all about, you know, managing expectations that you have for yourself or that others have of you.
1: Exactly.
0: So I want to focus a little bit on your work and volunteerism with Edmonton Women in Finance. So what drew you to volunteer with them as a committee member? I
1: volunteered with that group. The name intrigued me. I wanted to know more about and be a part of what this was, I first heard of, called Edmonton Women in Finance. And I discovered it was a new organization and their first event was planned for shortly after I started at AIMCO. It was to be a three-person panel of women in the finance industry. And one of the EWIF founders is an executive VP, a
0: woman, at AIMCO. okay. So do you know the motivation behind why this organization was created? I do now. The goals of VWF are to
1: promote the interests of women in finance. Uh, We want to inspire women to careers in finance and build a community with networking and professional development opportunities for women coming into the field. We... Actually, I oh, here's my plug. I'll encourage people to check out the website. It's edmontonwomeninfinance.ca. One word.
0: We have a mailing list that you can join that will give you a heads up uh, with respect to upcoming events. That's great, thank you so much for sharing. I think it's so important, you know, that we have certain organizations and nonprofits, especially within the financial services sector uh, that are dedicated to women. So it's nice to hear of a local organization um, that people can check out. So for you specifically, um, what challenges have you faced as a woman in the financial services sector?
1: I would say overall, just as a generality, The C-suite itself still needs work.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So that is women are basically still underrepresented in leadership roles in the C-suite. You mentioned um, at the beginning that women represent about, well, right now, about maybe 45, 50% of overall CPA membership across Canada. So CPA itself has made excellent inroads in the profession towards equality Mm -hmm. I think the challenges I've faced were to be working in the financial industry, but not be viewed or taken as a lightweight, if you will. Right. Or put into perhaps a lesser role Mm -hmm.
0: based on gender.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I I 100% agree with you when it comes to, you know, the C-suite and women representation at that level. And even just on corporate boards, I was, I was researching a stat earlier that said only about 20% of corporate board seats are held by women, um, and of those, only 6% are actually held by racialized women. So I think it just really highlights that, you know, there's still work to be done. You hit that one on the head. Exactly. Exactly. So I want to just quickly touch again um, on your work with Edmonton Women in Finance. You mentioned, you know, that you host networking events and you have all these specific mandates. So how does the work that you do um, and Edmonton Women in Finance as a whole help mitigate some of the challenges that women face um, in the financial services sector?
1: Well, women in the investment and finance in industry, this is the CFA charter holders Worldwide, um, globally at around 38, 40% a few years ago. So the industry is catching up. It's still more male-dominated than female. In addition to the goals of um, EWF that I mentioned, the group actively promotes the finance and investment industry to post-secondary graduates. Interestingly, at AIMCO, which is an investment or- manager. We have quite a few folks that have both the CPA and CFA designations, or they have one designation, either the CPA or CFA one, and they're in
0: pursuit of the other one. That's great. That's really fantastic. Um, You had mentioned that EWF specifically tries to market and connect with post-secondary. So can you talk a little bit about what that looks like, Do they host specific events for post-secondary students to, I guess, expose them to the world of finance? Yes, we actually have a subcommittee, which is a post-secondary subcommittee
1: that works directly with the post-secondary institutions. So it would, in uh, pre-COVID times, host events over at the universities and also invite students to learn more about finance and the finance and
0: investment industry itself. That's fantastic. You got to get them while they're young and motivated to pursue their careers. (laughs) That's true. And also
1: expose them to what it is if they're not even quite sure yet, just to have somebody in the real world go there and say, this is what I do. And this is why it's exciting.
0: It, It just creates or opens up a whole new awareness for people hmm. You're so right that overall awareness is extremely important, especially as students kind of grapple with their future and what they want to do. So if they can be exposed to as many career paths as possible, I think that's that's really important and really special. So I want to talk a little bit about um, your other volunteer ventures. Um, you're someone who is very active in the community. You volunteered, obviously, with several accounting and finance organizations. Um, including the Edmonton Chapter of CPAs. So can you talk about your experience with the chapter and what events do they host uh, throughout the year? The Edmonton Chapter, actually
1: the chapters in general, focus on uh, the grassroots members by offering networking and professional development opportunities. So Edmonton Chapter traditionally has held monthly luncheons with speakers, An annual signature evening event with a dinner and speaker and an annual golf tournament. Those were the fixed events. Mm -hmm. And anything else that sounded interesting in between, we'd have sub-members of the chapter look into it, see if there was interest in how that could be rolled out. The change with the onset of COVID has actually allowed the chapters to invite members from all over the province to virtual monthly speaker events.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. That's a nice little positive to come out of the pandemic.
1: It is. And uh, it's um, a year that basically starts with professional development in September. So right now uh, they even have an event. uh, The events were fixed to be the third Wednesday of every month with the exception of the summer. So uh, I believe the other chapters also have rough six time frames. So anyone that's interested in attending virtual events right now should actually go in and take
0: a look. That's awesome. And I guess if you're a CPA member, are you, can you virtually attend, I guess, a chapter event that's outside of your particular chapter or are they limited? You could
1: definitely attend outside. I have gone to the central chapter event, which was a Red Deer event. I've gone to a couple of Calgary events. So definitely, it's very open. Oh, good.
0: And then I guess, how how can CPAs get involved in the chapter? Is there a process or do they visit the website? Uh, what does that look like?
1: Uh, not only can you visit the CPA Alberta website for volunteer opportunities, but for the chapter itself, there's an annual volunteer intake. Usually that happens in April or May, and the chapter year runs from July 1 to June 30th. The benefit of volunteering and putting in, I guess, a volunteer application and you join in joining the chapters, you get to meet a great group of colleagues. It builds your network
0: and you actually form long lasting professional connections. I know I have. That's great. And honestly, that's so important. And, you know, giving back, I think, is a large part of being connected to the profession. So for any CPAs that are listening that might have an interest in getting involved with their local chapter, look out for that recruitment, I guess, in April or May, um, so that you can take advantage of those opportunities that exist.
1: Nikki, I'm going to make a plug for CPA Alberta, too, while I'm at it. Absolutely. CPA Alberta has uh, an annual tax clinic and looks for tax clinic volunteers as well. These volunteers complete tax returns for low-income individuals or families during the period from, I believe it's March 1st to April 30th, and actually managed to do this. It used to be in person, so you would actually go to centres, senior homes, community centres to do this, and the last year last couple of years were done virtually and we did manage to do them. The training for that program is very straightforward and it counts towards verified professional development hours for those interested.
0: That's great. Do you know how many tax returns you guys were able to complete during that period? I
1: would say thousands. We were given a number, but I have so many numbers floating in my head all the time about various things that <laughs> 1,500 to 2,000 at least. That's
0: fantastic. And I guess what does the recruitment process for that look like if CPAs want to get involved with the tax clinic? Do they just visit the CP Alberta website and then the volunteer section? Yes, that's always a place to look. There's a great volunteer
1: section. Also, pay attention to the CPA Alberta Daily Dividends. It comes in an electric format uh, through email. That also has lots of information on it. It indicates usually chapter events for all chapters, um, how to volunteer for clinics, where to find things, lots of information. So that one comes
0: out really monthly. It's a good
1: one to keep an eye on.
0: Perfect. Betty, you have been a wealth of knowledge um, for our local CPAs here uh, in Alberta. Thank you so much for joining me today to share your experience with our listeners. To end the episode, there's actually one final question I'd like to ask you. It was my coworker, actually, Kevin, who ended an episode um, with this question. So I thought I'd keep the ball rolling. Um, He gave me a little inspiration Uh, So what has been your greatest life lesson or life lessons so far? I guess we'll have to thank Kevin for this, (laughs) for 2020,
1: the 2022 question wrap up of the year. Yes. I would have to say, do what you're passionate about. Don't trap yourself. And I'm talking about your career. Make sure you want to do it and enjoy it. Make sure you like where you work and what you do. Career and work is such a huge part of ourselves. So don't shortchange yourself. The best way to make sure you're happy with life and what you do is do what you're passionate about.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: That would be my uh, greatest
0: life lessons at this uh, advanced period, age in my time. (laughs) I love that. So everyone out there, stay passionate. I think that's a really great place to end things. Betty, thank you so much again for sharing your experience with us. Thanks again, McKay. And thank you for asking me to join you on the episode. Of course, it was an absolute pleasure. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Straight from the CPA's Mouth. This episode featured Betty Ma, CPA, CMA, Manager, Private Loan Servicing at AIMCO. Don't forget to subscribe to the Straight from the CPA's Mouth mailing list, for exclusive content. If you like what you're hearing, have ideas for future episodes, or have any feedback you'd like to share, email us at knowledgecenter at cpaalberta.ca or leave us a comment on social media. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Straight From the CPA's Mouth is produced by the CPA Education Foundation, the charitable arm of the CPA profession in Alberta. This podcast is made possible by Brian Heshey, fcpa fca thanks to brian's generous donation the foundation created the heshi cpa knowledge center a virtual hub of resources for all albertans find out more about the foundation and the knowledge center at cpaalberta.ca foundation